Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to another episode of Yours Truly. It has been a very, very long time since I last uploaded an episode on my beloved podcast. I'm excited but nervous to be back because <laughs> I really don't want to keep stopping and starting this. Um, but a lot has happened in the last year and a half or so. As most of you guys know now, I recently gave birth, alhamdulillah, and I am now a mother of three boys, alhamdulillah, wallahumma barik. Um, so yeah, it's been a long time <laughs> since I've done one of these and a lot has changed in my life. Um, so yeah, um, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who has been sending me loads and loads of messages um, of just like words of encouragement, um, very sweet, beautiful messages. And I've also had so many of you guys asking me when I'm bringing the podcast back and when I'm releasing a new episode. Funny enough, I've had a few sisters actually say that they've been re-listening to my previous episodes in hopes that by the time they're finished listening to them all, I would have had another one out. <laughs> so for those sisters that are listening, this is for you guys. You guys are, are what truly motivated me to bring back my podcast after to speaking to my husband and getting some words of encouragement. Um, yeah, I'm excited, inshallah. Um so today's topic is going to be about my home birth experience. Um, so yeah, I'm going to talk about my home birth experience. I'm going to talk a little bit about adapting to life with three afterwards, maybe. Um, and I kind of want to top up, touch up on like the whole um, aftermath when we ended up in hospital and all of that. So yeah, let me go, let me know what you guys think, inshallah, in the email that will be in the bio description of this podcast or message me on Instagram and definitely try to leave a review on the podcast app. That would mean a lot to me. So without further ado, let's begin. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Um, so yeah, alhamdulillah, I was pregnant with my third boy. Um, so this pregnancy was very, very different to my last pregnancies. Both of my pregnancies before with Suleiman and Ilyas, um, I didn't feel pregnant whatsoever and I had barely any symptoms or none actually until I was like maybe let's say seven, eight, eight months pregnant. That's when I started to feel very tired and I started to actually feel pregnant. Whereas prior to that, I was you know, very active, still being able to do things. I didn't have any morning sickness. I didn't have nothing, alhamdulillah. Um, so I just assumed that this pregnancy would be the same. And lo and behold, it was actually very different. Um, I had HG, um, hypermensis. So it was very, very, uh, let me just double check if I pronounced that right. Uh, because... I said HG, hypermensis, but now I'm thinking that that's something else. Yeah, so hypermensis gravidum is what I ended up having with Khalil in the beginning of the pregnancy. And it was just something that I was not expecting because I'd never experienced that with both of my previous pregnancies. I was just constantly throwing up. I couldn't keep anything down, even water. It was really, really bad and just <laughs> traumatic, to be honest. So my heart goes out to all the women who have suffered from HG and suffer from morning sickness or just struggling in pregnancy in general because it was a struggle for me this time around. And that's what led me to think I was actually having a girl as a little side note. I was convinced I was having a girl. I didn't believe that it was going to be a boy because I was like, well, this pregnancy is so different. I'm constantly throwing up. I'm sick. I can't keep my food down. I'm so unwell. Whereas with the boys, I was so healthy. And you, I mean, I've heard a lot of people say like the old wives tales are that if you're very sick, then you're having a girl and if you're not then you're having a boy so i kind of put two and two together and thought i was having a girl but hey khalil popped out i was like psych no so alhamdulillah i have another boy i'm very grateful for him he is my blessing and my pride and joy um so yeah so my pregnancy just to give you backstory like i said it alhamdulillah it was healthy it was a healthy pregnancy apart from like i said the hg and the throwing up but the hg throwing up really tend it started to calm down or it kind of went away altogether um after the first trimester which i was so grateful for um but it was tough because during that period my husband ha had to go away a few times to tunisia um and i kind of had the boys by myself while also being pregnant and sick and that was very very difficult um but yeah after the first trimester it subsided alhamdulillah and i, I just used to feel nauseous more than anything i wouldn't really throw up anymore um 
But yeah, so that's how the pregnancy went. So other than that, the pregnancy overall was very healthy. Alhamdulillah. Um, I didn't really have any issues apart from like just the usual way you're going to hospital every now and again because you don't feel the baby move um, or you're just a bit concerned or whatever. Um, and also, funny enough, in all my scans, I'd always be told that he is in the 95th percentile, which means he's a very big baby. And if he was to be compared to 95 um babies he'd be bigger so at his age so yeah that was something that was also kind of worrying me is that they with my previous pregnancies the growth the the growth of the children was never really a thing but this time around I'd constantly be sent for growth scans and be told that he's a very big baby he has a very big head etc etc and that obviously would worry me because I'd have to deliver this baby (laughs) but again that nothing came of that alhamdulillah so from the beginning of this pregnancy, actually from Ilyas, so when I was pregnant with Ilyas, I really liked the idea of a home birth. With Suleiman, I wasn't really aware of them until after, I think. But um, yeah, with Ilyas, I really wanted a home birth, but I didn't have the courage to do it. So I just thought, you know what, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Um, and then obviously because it was just my second time giving birth, so I didn't know what to expect for a second time around and if it would be the same as my first experience um so I'd always wanted a home birth after having an ES um and I definitely told myself inshallah it was something that I'd aim for if I had any more children so when I found out I was pregnant with Khalil um the first thing I thought of was I don't want to go back to hospital so alhamdulillah both of my pregnancy my birth story with the boys were you know natural births and healthy births um and they were, I'd say, positive experiences. The birthing them in 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 general was, alhamdulillah, a good experience. But I really didn't like the aftercare at the hospitals. I didn't feel like I was looked after at all. Um, during the process of giving birth, the midwives were amazing. But it's after I'm put, I was put on the ward. I just felt like the staff that I had, especially the night staff, were just horrendous. Um, I remember, like at one point obviously not long given birth with Suleiman I, I did have the epidural so I could barely move being told um to go get my own breast pump machine and to go get to make sure to put my dishes in the sink or whatever when I hadn't created any dishes it was just a very there was no like oh let me help you let me take care of you you've just given birth environment um so that was a little bit upsetting and disappointing especially when I'd heard different experiences from friends I'd have friends tell me that they had an amazing experience and the midwives helped them wash and shower and helped them eat and all these amazing beautiful stories and I was just like I never got that so that was a little bit disheartening like I remember actually dragging in an armchair from like a hallway that I found so my husband could sneak into the hospital because he wasn't allowed in because it was COVID times I think for Ilyas um so he could be with us because I was struggling I was so like tired I was so emotional it was very difficult um and yeah nobody just nobody helped me with moving a chair they were like yeah you can get your own chair so it just I just didn't feel taken care of um, and that was with both Suleiman and Ilyas. Suleiman, alhamdulillah, I had an all-natural birth and unmedicated. I didn't have no medication at all. Um, and the only reason I ended up having the epidural with Suleiman was because I was induced. So my waters broke before giving birth or before being in active labor. So for me, with both of Suleiman and Ilyas, my waters broke. Um, and then they ended up inducing me because my labors would take like two days. I'd be in labor for like 24 hours plus um or coming up to that mark so they were worried so they decided to then give me um the oh god my mind's gone blank to induce me yeah so they decided to induce me um and kind of force labor onto me um because they were worried about infection and going over the uh guidelines for the hospital um of what you can go over once your waters have broken so you decrease the risk of infection um, and I remember obviously with Suleiman because it was my first time giving birth I didn't know anything prior to that about birth or anything like that I remember the midwife saying to me you know you're gonna be induced so you if I was you take the epidural because inducing makes giving birth like 10 20 times worse because you're forcing your body to do something that it's not naturally ready to do yet or it's not progressing naturally itself um so yeah I just took their advice and did the epidural but it was the biggest regret of my life because 
they ruined my back they did it wrong the first time and they had to redo it and i was terrified thinking oh my god this is it i'm gonna be paralyzed alhamdulillah that didn't happen but it definitely did ruin my back like i had a lot of back pain i had a lot of um just stress on that area of my my body um and actually subhanallah i remember once being put on the ward after giving birth to Suleiman, the poor lady next to me i remember the doctor coming in because you're like in a ward with different people and you just have curtains to separate you guys like little curtains that you can draw around to separate everybody um the lady next to me she actually was being given the news that she can no longer walk um after they done loads of tests and scans and stuff she just wasn't able to walk anymore after her epidural subhanallah and that like really terrified me hearing that news and how she reacted and her family and just like just thinking this poor woman has just given birth and she her life has changed forever she'll never be able to experience her child as the woman she was while she was pregnant or prior to giving birth you know meaning she, walking and you know able and all that so yeah it was very very hard and scary and i remember thinking at that moment going i'm never gonna have an epidural again so alhamdulillah with Elias, i said to myself it doesn't matter how painful it gets it doesn't matter if i'm induced it doesn't matter if my waters break i will not be getting an epidural and i stuck to my guns and i didn't ask for an epidural i didn't ask for medication i didn't ask for paracetamol i didn't take gas and air i did everything literally by myself all natural alhamdulillah because with Suleiman, i had tried gas and air and it just i hated it it made me feel sick and gave me a really bad headache so I didn't even bother trying it with EDS because it didn't do anything for me. Um, so yeah, so those are that's a bit of the backstory about how, the birth of my previous boys, Elias and Suleiman. So they were both in hospital. Uh, Suleiman was with a um, epidural, but all natural um, VBAC. And Elias was the same, but all natural without an epidural as well, alhamdulillah. With both of them, actually, I wanted a water birth. But because I was induced, I was hooked up to... Um, iv drips for the the hormone the drug to be put in me so i wasn't allowed to be put in the in the pool um and obviously again because i had the epidural with Suleiman, i wasn't allowed in the pool as well with ilias i just never got given the pool even though i wanted one um but yeah so that was it so the experience itself when giving birth was positive and good like i i don't look back at them and think negatively i look back and think fondly of them it's just the aftercare i wasn't really too fond on um and obviously again also being like a covered muslim woman it was really difficult having to move down to a ward and just be constantly 24 7 covered in my jilbab and niqab when there's like you know random men walking around or it was just very difficult and i preferred to just be in my own space the next time it had to happen um because as, as you know i'm assuming women are listening to this it's very hard after you give birth your body is going through so many different changes you're getting hot flushes cold flushes sweats you're getting all sorts of things going on with your body and you just want to be comfortable you don't want to be having layers and layers of clothes on you so yeah it wasn't fun um, especially if you want to do skin to skin you know skin to skin was something that is very important to me and being in hospital constantly covered i wasn't really ever able to get that with the boys until i'd gone home so yeah that was like another side of why i was very pro having a home birth the next time round. so yeah when i found out i was pregnant with khalil i after speaking to a few friends um none that i knew of at that point in the beginning of my pregnancy had had a home birth but i had spoken to one or two who had gone to a birthing center so that was what i actually wanted to do originally was okay i was a bit too scared to do a home birth so i thought i'm going to do a birthing center instead which is kind of like a home away from a home so it's basically like you go to so it's a little center that's usually near our general hospital like five minutes or ten minutes away um so that way if anything happens or there's an emergency you can be transferred to the um hospital very quickly um so yeah it was yeah what well, so the friend that i was talking to was telling me how she had this amazing experience it was like she was staying at a hotel but you know she was given birth there was a double bed for her and her husband there was a pool in the room like a little kind of round bath that she could birth in and it was just very lovely and she was saying how it was just the best experience ever and that she'd birthed all her children at birthing centers so naturally, when I went to have my appointment and we started talking about options for giving birth, um, I mentioned to my midwife that I wanted to go to a birthing center. But unfortunately, when I did mention it to her, she said that there wasn't one in Brighton. The closest one would have been in the next town. 
so that just wasn't an option for me because I just didn't see it uh, feasible to drive all the way to the next town to give birth and drive all the way back when I've already got two children it's just too much moving back and forth when I don't know how quick how fast or how slow my birth will be so I was like okay well that's not really an option then um so then obviously the next thing was home birth and home birth like I said before was something that I have always admired um after giving birth to Suleiman uh, once I became aware of it but I just never felt like I had the guts for it um and I actually happened to go to one of my friends in Brighton's Aqiqa um and I hadn't seen them for a while and I you know told them that I was pregnant and it was lots of like happy laughter and just happy you know happy congratulations and stuff and I happened to be speaking to my friend who was also there um who she actually had a home birth in Brighton and I was like oh my god no way please tell me more and the minute I spoke to her she just solidified it for me um I don't know if you're going to be listening to this but girl you know who you are thank you because you are what helped me solidify the decision to having my beautiful home birth experience so may Allah reward you I'm just going to turn down my seems to keep pinging sorry guys okay yeah so um so yeah i spoke to her i asked her a bunch of questions and she just had such a beautiful experience that i was like you know what every every fear that i had she's kind of answered answered and counteracted it so i decided to speak to my husband about home birth because i knew that my husband wouldn't be like I was worried that he wouldn't be for it but I also know that my husband's quite chilled and usually is very supportive with anything I want to do as long as it's safe and halal um so I went back home and I told him about it and he was like okay um yeah sure we'll think about it I don't think he thought I was serious and then I kept talking about it and talking about it and like telling him we need to get a pool we need to get this we need to prepare and he was just like are you like are you 100% are you serious I said yes I am I'm 100% and I'm serious and he was obviously also worried because this pregnancy was very different compared to my other two like I said so he was just concerned that you know what if there's an emergency what if something happens um but after obviously having a lot of conversations and just you know reassuring him that it's safe you know especially here in Brighton there actually is a big community of home births here it's quite common and the fact that you know I would have two midwives with me at the house and an ambulance would be on call and we also live like not far from the hospital at all it's like a 15-10 minute drive alhamdulillah so that was another thing that reassured us to let us know that you know okay um if anything did go wrong we are able to get to the hospital quickly if we needed to but yeah, so after speaking to him, um, he kind of ended up saying, you know what, you know, Rabbi, Allah made you, you know, able to give birth um, and people have done it in the past and that's how it was done in the past. So he goes, you know, let's give it a go. Try it. Why not? So we ended up getting everything we needed for it. And we spoke to my midwife um, and yeah, she was very supportive. My friends did say to me that sometimes they try to push back a little bit and will sway you away from having a home birth so I was like prepared to kind of have to fight my corner and really push to have it but to be honest my midwife was really lovely and she was very encouraging and didn't push me back at all she was just like yep you want to have a home birth sure no worries go for it we just have to do a few scans and a few assessments first and if they all come out clear then you know got the good you know you got the go ahead the green light to do it so yeah we ended up doing all the scans that you need so for a home birth I think you need a growth scan and a presentation scan oh, I can't remember I've only given birth like a month ago and I've already forgot I think I needed to have two tests done so one was just like a normal just to check everything's healthy and my placenta's in the right place and things like that and then I needed to have a presentation scan to see where the baby is in the positioning um, and all of that came out normal alhamdulillah I was healthy my blood pressure was fine you know there was nothing to indicate that I would be in distress um so yeah we did those and that was a good a good sign to that we could go ahead um I wanted a, a pool birth specifically a water birth so but a lot of like my friend she had a home birth but she didn't have a pool birth she just um labored normally at home and give birth you know wherever she gave birth not in water um but yeah, so I gave birth, I wanted to give birth in water just because of the benefits of it helping with pain relief and like tearing and things like that. Um, 
so uh, yeah i ended up buying a pool alhamdulillah actually it was a a a second hand pool that had never been used so the 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 people had actually bought it um but never got a chance to use it or open it so it was brand new in its box and everything because the wife ended up having to rush to hospital or something so she never even got to use it and have her home birth so alhamdulillah <laughs> it's crazy when you think subhanallah how allah writes something for you in your name when you have no idea how it reaches you like these people bought this pool thinking it's for them and it ended up being for me and they never even used it so yeah, alhamdulillah so we got our birth ready we got everything our pool sorry ready we got everything that we needed to so one thing that you with a home birth is your midwife will tell you to look at a certain section on your app so for me i'm not sure if it's like this everywhere in the uk but for me we had an app on my phone and that's where i would have my updates or conversations with my midwife and it would have all my medical records and they'd be like leaflets and information and stuff on there and there was a leaflet for home births um and on that it would have like all the questions and answers that people have asked in the past um, and it also have like a tick list for what you need and things like that, what you should provide and what the midwives in the hospital would provide. Um, so I think like for me, what I needed to provide was like towels, you know, old linen or uh, sheets that I wasn't worried about getting dirty, a mat for the floor, a pool if I needed to, a torch, um, baby clothes, things like that. I think the only thing that the um, midwives provided was like the medical equipment other than that i had to provide everything so that is one thing if you are considering having a home birth it can be a little bit pricey um because you have to get quite a bit of things and it can accumulate but alhamdulillah for me like i said i managed to get the pool a really good price because it was second hand but never used alhamdulillah and i also ended up getting a lot of like the towels and linen and sheets i got them from charity shops because i knew that it wasn't something i was going to keep um obviously i washed them all and cleaned them and everything and then I just used them for what needed what I needed them for which was you know to cover the floor with to protect the floor or to put the baby in afterwards and stuff like that um, and then I just threw them out when I when after I'd given birth and I didn't need them anymore um, so yeah if you are I'd recommend definitely you know getting your towels or your linen or your sheets that you want to put on the floor from the charity shop much cheaper like I got like a bunch of them for like two pound three pounds something like that um so <laughs> yeah that's how so that's the, about it that's all the preparing i needed to do um i also started looking into like hypnobirthing and breathing to help with like calm calmly delivering and not tearing and things like that um which i must say did help a lot um gosh this is i haven't done a podcast in so long so please do forgive me if this if this episode sounds like it's all over the place uh it's like I said I haven't done this for so long so it's 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 all new to me again I feel like I'm literally just starting out again um but yeah so that's how I prepared for the birth alhamdulillah um and I had a suitcase ready so what I did was the stuff that I was just going to have for the baby ready for the home birth like his clothes and stuff like that and my stuff I had already in a suitcase and I was just going to have that suitcase open in the lounge ready for when we need to choose it so if we ended up having to go to hospital we just had to zip the suitcase up and take it with us um so yeah but again I just want to add I got my pool second hand and I found it on Facebook market you know never opened but there are companies that you can rent your pool from so I found a company that or there's loads of companies where you can rent your pool from for like eight weeks and it could cost you like 200 pound or something like that i managed to get mine my pool for like way way cheaper and to keep it permanently alhamdulillah so i do still have it now and i'm planning to keep it for if we ever have any other children a home birth is the way forward for me now um so yeah so that's what happened with preparing um so throughout this whole pregnancy my biggest concern was i was worried my waters were going to break and i'd have to go into hospital to be induced and give birth because of the risk of infection but after doing a lot of research and speaking to my friends and stuff especially the one who did have a home birth there's a lot of guidelines around home births and hospital births so hospital birth guidelines are very different to a home birth guideline so um for a hospital birth if your waters broke 
the guidelines and the regulations are you have to be induced because you can't go over 24 hours because you risk the 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 risk of infection a home birth guidelines is 94 hours or 98 hours like subhanallah look at the difference 24 is in hospital 94 or 98 at home and that is just because the obviously the hospital has its own policies and insurance and stuff like that that it covers um whereas at home you're liable for yourself like you know if something goes wrong that's your kind of thing nobody has you don't have to pay out for it kind of so that was one thing that kind of put me at ease as well is knowing that if my waters do break I don't have to rush to be induced because actually the guidelines are this but the hospital just shorten it to keep them safe in case anything goes wrong um so yeah I was very worried that my waters would break and all that but alhamdulillah they ended up not breaking this time around which is again very different because both of my boys were my waters broke early um, and then I gave birth rather, rather than going into labor, then breaking my waters during active labor. For me, it was the other way around. I, my waters broke. Then I slowly started to go into active labor like 12 hours later or something. Um, so, yeah. So with Khalil, uh, gosh, we actually was at my in-laws. We just dropped. We was at, we spent the day at my mother-in-laws um, and then I came home and I remember feeling a little bit of cramps. And I was kind of like just walking through it because I'd obviously been having cramps on and off for the past few weeks anyways. Like they say you get Braxton Hicks quite, you know, from seven weeks, seven months onwards kind of or, you know, the last few weeks of your pregnancy. I started to get them on and off. I started to become restless and, you know, all of that. And also this was the longest I'd been pregnant. So Suleiman, he came two weeks early from his due date and Ilyas came one day early from his due date. Khalil came a week later yeah Khalil came a week later Khalil came exactly six days after his due date so it was like I felt big I felt huge I was tired I was like I'm ready for this baby to come out I've never been this pregnant before this is just too much and in the back of my head I was also very conscious of the fact that I kept being told that he's a big baby and he's got a big head in all these scans so I was very worried like oh how am I gonna push this baby out like it's gonna be very difficult um so yeah, I was like worrying the longer he's in there, the bigger he's growing. Um, but alhamdulillah, yeah, so I we came home one evening and I started to feel a bit of cramps. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Is this the real thing? Is this not the real thing? But I started to progress very quickly. Like within a few hours, I ended up having to like, because I was cleaning the house and stuff. Um, so what I would do that week, I was constantly cleaning just in case anything happened. So the house is ready for me to birth in because I wanted a calm calm environment that was one of the top priorities for me is having a, a clean organized calm environment for me to birth in um so yeah i was like cleaning getting ready just in case anything was going to happen and like in a few hours i remember like not even a few like two hours i remember like having to stop and take breaks to like breathe through the contractions and that just that really indicated to me that okay this is progressing very fast so my husband was like you know what I'm not going to wait it out I kept saying to him let's wait until the morning and he said no no I'm not waiting I'm just going to take the boys to my mum's so the boys and my husband drove back to my mother-in-law's he dropped the kids off the boys at my mother-in-law's alhamdulillah and then he came back to me so by the time he'd come back to me and I'd spoken to the midwife I'd already called the hospital at this point um and yeah I, I haven't really explained so how it goes okay so this is how it went for me and this is how it would usually happen for somebody who wants to have a home birth so you call the hospital not your midwife you call the hospital or you can call your midwife but you have to call your the hospital first you call the hospital first so I called the hospital first I explained to them that I think I'm in labor but I also explained to them and said that I'm a, a booked home birth so you have to once you pass those tests that I was speaking about earlier, you end up being put on the home birthing list. So then the hospital knows that, you know, if anything was to go wrong, they can send an ambulance out and you're having a home birth. You have to be on the list. If you're not on the list, then I don't think that um, it's very difficult for them to come out to you because you was, they haven't kind of prepared for you. They still would have to, but it might be difficult. Um, so, yeah, so um, I let them know that I'm, I think I'm going into birth going into labor sorry and uh to just i'll keep them updated so yeah and i'm a home birth so the midwife herself because it was a very busy night she said oh i don't know if we can send anybody out to you you may end up having to come into hospital and i just remember feeling so gutted because like i had been planning this home birth since i was pregnant i had like the pool being ready and being filled up with water i had like the lights on the house was already in tidy and clean the boys were at their grandmothers so like I was ready for this now to happen 
and when she said to me that i may have to go in hospital i was like hope heartbroken i remember crying thinking oh my god like i'm not going to get the birth i wanted um but she said you know what just because they were very short the resources were stretched so far subhanallah with everything going on in the world right now it was very 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 difficult for them and they were very understaffed um but they were amazing alhamdulillah um she did say like she's going to leave a message and see if anybody's willing to come in and do it over time and that she'd get back to me and to just keep her updated with how things are going so that's what i did i kept her updated so that i called that was at like eight um so then or nine o'clock ish something like that yeah eight nine o'clock ish and then i called back and just said oh then she called me back she left me a message and called me back and said that somebody's willing to come out and to just let them know when things intensify and i think i should have somebody come over so in about in about like an hour or two i called back and was like yeah i really can't breathe through them like i can't talk and stuff like that so she said that she's gonna send a midwife over so alhamdulillah around about like 11 ish a midwife came and she checked me and she was like you're already like five centimeters dilated you're in active labor now so alhamdulillah i was so shocked and so surprised because i remember with suleiman Ilyas, it took me hours or literally like a day and a half to get anywhere near like four centimeters let alone five so yeah i was super proud of myself and i was so happy that my waters hadn't yet broken um and that i was like this was really going the way i wanted it to go so yeah the midwives arrived alhamdulillah so two ladies came over um one woman one of the midwives just kind of sat at the table the dining table and she just got on with her paperwork and then the other midwife was very much hands-on with me um so we had like set the environment we'd set the mood up like i said the house was all clean and tidy um i had like this like you know those like starry lights that you put on to like make it look like a galaxy on your ceiling uh, i had one of those on that my sister-in-law gifted the boys alhamdulillah may allah reward her because that definitely helped the mood um we had quran playing in the background i had like my um my my pool in the lounge it was just so lovely we had our towels all nice and warm and just a beautiful blanket over the sofa um just ready to like relax we had our mats all over the carpet so everything was protected so everything was ready um and for those who want to actually see a visual picture of what i'm describing if you go on my latest post on instagram my instagram is hidden underscore um i have my latest post um if you swipe you will see the lounge and how we had the home birth um or the lounge look while i was delivering um yeah it was a beautiful experience the atmosphere was just beautiful it was so calm so relaxing and i was just so excited to give birth in such a serene calm environment because when you're at a hospital you're hearing women scream while they're birthing you're hearing the beeping machines you're hooked up to all these wires and you've got people coming in and out and you've got bright lights and it's just not very calming at all or comfortable and i was just so ready to have my home birth and be in a very calm zen environment i don't know if i should use words then but just a calm environment um but yeah so that was that really helped i think that had a lot to do with how my labor went and how i was so calm and i progressed so quickly because they do say that you progress quicker the calmer you are um so i was very calm alhamdulillah like i was doing my breathing exercises i was calm there was no frustration or agitation um the midwife that came over that was hands-on she was absolutely amazing she was giving me like back massages every time i had a contraction foot massages she was helping hold and put pressure on my my hips it was just she was just amazing like i literally 10 10 rating because she was she went above and beyond the other lady like i said wasn't too hands-on she was just doing paperwork whereas this one was like proper hands-on and really comforting me and just giving me everything i needed to get through these contractions i remember at one point like when it was getting very intense when i was nearing the like nine centimeter mark um so bearing in mind i had the pool all ready for me to birth in but i didn't want to labor in the pool for long because sometimes um being in water can slow down your labor so i wanted to make sure that there was no possibility for me to slow down my labor so i wanted to go into the pool very last minute so i was kind of just laboring out in my lounge walking around up and down then changing positions things like that um breathing and all of that rather than going into the pool i wanted that to be my last resort when i really couldn't handle the pain 
so it started to get to that point where I really couldn't handle the pain and I couldn't stand up and I I'd like go from standing up to then having to kneel to like really take in the pain and do breathing um and she'd be there like with affirmations and just reminding me that I was made to do this my body can handle this that I'm you know a strong mama all these amazing amazing affirmations it was just so lovely like I couldn't expect I couldn't have asked for a better birth and it is like I can't explain to you how much I loved my last birth it was just the most beautiful experience like I, I can't compare it like honestly from now on up home birth is the way for me forward and that's just me personally everybody has you know a right to their own decision and what suits them and their circumstances and situation but after trying a home birth I will never want to go back to going to hospital unless I had to go back um, but if everything's healthy alhamdulillah then definitely going to be doing home births all the way inshallah so yeah by the time that the the contractions got very painful and intense I ended up jumping into the pool and just laboring in there for I think I was only in there for like the next hour or half an hour um and yeah and then I ended up giving birth to Khalil alhamdulillah and it was a very smooth birth um obviously very painful of course birth in general is painful you know there's nothing that can stop you from feeling that pain unless you end up having an epidural um and I had no medication so they do offer you gas and air at a home birth but that's it or paracetamol they don't offer you an epidural um if you want that you have to go into hospital so I declined everything I didn't want no epidural no um gas and air and no paracetamol and obviously I couldn't have an epidural because I was at home so I did everything purely natural by myself with just breathing and lots of dua and I remember at one point when the pain was very very bad I remember turning the volume up for the quran and just trying to focus on the verses and repeating the ayahs and like just reciting with the quran just to keep my mind off things because it was getting very intense but alhamdulillah i managed to get through it and yeah and then i birthed khalil alhamdulillah like an hour or half an hour later after getting in the pool and i cannot like i can't explain to you guys without it being too tmi how much of a better birth this was to all my previous ones especially since like I said, they were both positive births. They were both healthy births. I had no complications with them, alhamdulillah. So there was nothing wrong for me to complain about those births. But this was just on another level. Like, I didn't have much blood loss. Um, I didn't tear at all, alhamdulillah. Which, again, I know this is TMI, but I'm hoping and assuming these are all women that are listening to this podcast, inshallah. But yeah, so there was a lot of things that happened previously in my other birth that didn't happen this time around. And I really put it down to, one, having a pool water birth. Um, because it helps with tearing and with pain and two putting it down to having a very relaxed chilled environment where I felt comfortable um uh so yeah so that was it I'd given birth after giving birth to Khalil and just having him on me for a little bit I ended up moving from the pool onto the sofa and yeah that's it the midwives did their paperwork they checked me over checked Khalil over said everything was good and they went and I was at home being able to relax and you know enjoy my my newborn in my own little bubble without having to be at hospital then move to a ward then from the ward having to come back home and settle in like I had already settled into my home with my newborn um I remember getting up my husband helping me with it like a shower and then Khalid obviously was knocked out because usually newborns tend to sleep the first day quite a lot and I was able to rest a little bit and I I also do believe that the recovery was much better this time around than it was previously so my my previous births I did feel very rough in recovery and I did feel like um it took me longer to recover whereas this time around alhamdulillah I was like up on my feet the next day and I was like that with my previous births but it was painful and I it took a lot out of me to do that whereas this time around even though it was hard I did it and I didn't feel as bad um, so I definitely think it had a very positive effect on my body having a home birth and I was able to recover better but that's just my personal opinion you know everybody might be a bit different or have a different experience with their home birth for me that's how I felt um I put up a little questionnaire on Instagram so I'm just going to read some of the questions that I got and try and answer them um so how long was your labor so my labor was very quick like I said I was in active labor at eight 
I ended up giving birth at two in the morning. So very, very quick for me. That's very quick because both of my boys previously, like I said, were like two days I was in labor. Um, well, your previous labor was quick or slow. So yeah, Suleiman and Elias were very long, like I said, and slow. Khalid was very quick, alhamdulillah. Um, people often have a fear of doing home birth. How do you overcome it? So I did have a fear and I admired home births, but I was very scared. But I just rationalized it in my head and told myself that if anything goes wrong, I have two, you know, equipped, experienced midwives with me at home. Because you're not by yourself. You will have midwives with you in your home, inshallah. And you also have, so what they do is they have an ambulance ready and on call. So they will let the ambulance know that they are going to a home birth. They'll give the ambulance your details. Um, So if anything happens, the ambulance is on call by waiting to come to you if there's an emergency because they know that you're having a home birth. So that was another thing that allowed me to feel more at ease. And then again, because I don't live far from the hospital, I knew if even if an ambulance couldn't get to me, I could jump in my husband's car and he could drive us to the hospital very quickly. Um, so that was another reason that made me feel like we can do this. And then ultimately, of course, putting a trust in Allah and talking in Allah and telling myself that people did this in the past. Like my own grandmother at the age of 14, because um, obviously in that time they got married very young. My grandmother got married, I think, at 14. She ended up giving birth at 14, 15 by herself in the forest in the middle of a war zone when Algeria was going through its... um, uh, when France was there trying to colonize. So, yeah, it was very tough for her, but she did it. You know, she did it and she had many more kids after that. So I just kept telling myself that it's something that has been done for years and for centuries. So it can't be that bad, you know? Um obviously there's exceptions and i'm not saying alhamdulillah we are very blessed to be able to have the privilege of having a home birth and for it to be a safe option because i know obviously there's places in the world where it's not so please don't think of me as ignorant i know that but i'm just here talking about my experience my personal experience with home birth and how i felt it went for me i know that's not going to be the case for everybody and people around the world and they may not even have the luxury of having a safe home birth i get that but i um, yeah, that's just my experience with this home birth that i had so that's how I overcome it. Um, where did you purchase your pool from? So like I said, I found mine's online. I found mine online, um, which was unused, but secondhand. So I got it for a very good price. But there's like different websites you can go to. So if you just type in birthing pool on Google, it will come up with loads. One that my midwife recommended was pool in a box. Um, and I, like I said, they rent it out to you like for eight weeks. Um, so I think you have it from 35 weeks on. And I can't remember the prices, but if you just look at them, they have prices on their website. Was it more more or less painful than a hospital birth? So pain-wise, there's not much difference because birth is birth. Unless, like I said, you're being induced, then the pain is more. So with the boys, Suleiman and Elias, the pain was much more, I'm assuming, because I was induced. Um, it, although it was very painful, I handled it. I really, I think I very much... Um, conditioned my mind and myself into telling myself that this is going to be painful but I'm going to get through it and because I had already given birth twice I knew what to expect and the pain to expect so I kind of already prepared my tolerance for it and so I think that's very important is to kind of condition yourself and tell yourself mentally that you are able to do this and you are capable because if you're if you're struggling and you're going through that pain and you're telling yourself, I can't do this, I can't do this, and you're panicking, that makes the whole process 10 times worse and much more harder on you rather than you going, I can do this, I will get through this, I'm going to breathe through this. That is much more easier than sitting there making it harder for yourself by feeling bad um, and, you know, panicking because that makes the pain worse. You need to be very calm in order to allow your muscles to relax rather than tense up. Um, more than what they already are during the contractions uh another one was how long did it take for your body to recover same as a hospital birth so no i didn't like i said i feel like i so with the boys Suleiman and Ilyas, i felt like it took me like two weeks to three maybe even four to recover properly and really feel like myself again with khalil i felt like myself like after i gave birth like obviously i had pain and i was a little bit like tired and my body was worn out but I just I felt different and I didn't feel as broken as I did with both the other boys um but then obviously with Khalil it was a bit of a different situation because we ended up going into hospital on day six of him being born so I kind of was I kind of was forced to get back into 
going out there and getting up and doing things anyways so maybe that's another reason why I had to recover quickly because I didn't have the option of lying in bed and resting and recovering because Khalil was in hospital um someone said not a question but encouragement it was the best decision you made for yourself and the baby yes alhamdulillah it was absolutely the best decision I made for us both um and I will never regret it so just to talk a little bit about yeah so we had everything was healthy as a disclaimer so I want to now talk about when we ended up going into hospital because I know a lot of people may be thinking oh well maybe Khalil ended up being sick because you had a home birth so I just want to clarify that was not the case so alhamdulillah when we were when he was born the midwife checked him over checked us over and everything was perfectly fine on day five he started to get a little bit like I started to notice that he was getting a little bit poorly so since giving birth he would throw up a lot um and I remember that being a thing with Ilyas but I just thought it was reflux you know I didn't think much of it but it was like a continuous thing with Khalid and then it ended up being more and more and he'd throw up all his feeds and he wouldn't feed and he'd become more lethargic so we ended up going into hospital for that for him throwing up and stuff um and subhanallah that turned into a whole whirlwind of being at the hospital for two weeks it was insane so yeah my husband ended up taking Khalil into hospital um, and we thought you know he's just going to be told that it's reflux and he'll be sent home so my husband my husband went alone and I stayed at home with the boys I thought you know what he he wanted to go with him so I thought I'd stay at home with Suleiman Iyas and try and get some rest um so yeah we went he went to the hospital they ended up taking some bloods from him and found it very difficult because he had very thick blood um, and very small veins obviously because he was a newborn so they ended up having to try and do multiple tests because they wanted to see if he was dehydrated because he was throwing up and he couldn't keep his feeds down um so with that said they ended up admitting Khalil um and then finding like that his blood had come back very irregular so he'd come back with like very high sodium and very low potassium and then vice versa and they didn't understand why his body was regulating like that so they wanted to keep him in to further investigate so that was a little bit off-putting and made us feel a little bit uneasy because we went in just for throwing up and they ended up finding this whole other thing that was going on with him that we had no clue about so yeah that was initially what was going on and then it stayed like that for days like he would constantly be pricked and when I say constantly I mean he had like 50 to 60 maybe even more needle pricks in him by the time he left the hospital two weeks later because they just couldn't get blood from him or sufficient amount of blood for him for the tests that he needed running because his veins were so tiny and his blood was so thick it was just horrendous like his whole arms his hands his feet his everything was just bruised it was oh it was gut-wrenching and heartbreaking to hear him scream and to see the blood and to see the bruises and to see the soreness and the little needle pricks oh my heart like even just thinking about it (laughs) I feel so like down when I think about it it was a very dark time Um, and obviously like I said I've just given birth so I haven't even recovered fully yet I'm exhausted I'm tired uh, mentally and physically just exhausted at this point so that was like that for a few days where they were just constantly doing tests and not knowing what was going on and then come day five we had a specialist doctor come and speak to us um and alhamdulillah subhanallah ya rab so yeah so the specialist doctor came and spoke to us and he was just talking to us about Khalil's symptoms and he said how they very much are similar or present to him um symptoms of a rare condition called CAH and we had never heard of this condition at this point the minute I heard rare condition rare genetic condition disorder I like burst out crying my heart was just I can't explain fear like I've never felt fear like that in my life um and I just remember breaking down crying thinking oh my god like what is going on what's happening we came in for throwing up what do you mean he has a rare condition is it life-threatening and the doctor said yes it is life-threatening it can be and he then advised us to not google the condition and to not look it up until we get back results and it is 100% confirmed that he has the condition obviously him saying that made me panic even more because I knew he's only telling me that so I don't then go and worry myself looking into this condition 
but I didn't listen. I decided to Google it, and so did my husband. Um, but yeah, it was just a whirlwind. It was a crazy experience. So we ended up having to do lots of blood tests for that, and he kept failing the test because he wouldn't give them sufficient amount. So we had to wait days and days for them to get an actual sufficient amount of blood for them to do these tests. Thankfully, three days later, alhamdulillah, they managed to do the tests and we got back the results. So you get back, we got back half the results and then the other half would come back two weeks later. But the doctor said, depending on what the first set of results are, would tell us whether or not he has the condition or not. The second set of results would just tell us how high, how deep, what kind of condition, yani what kind of, because um, there's different types and there's different uh severities of the condition so alhamdulillah alhamdulillah i have never made so much dua in my life i have never cried so much and i have never believed and trusted in allah so much than i did in that period because i was just so hopeful that allah would not pass through that i am very grateful for the experience because it made me and my husband aware of a condition we didn't even know existed it was a very crazy condition subhanallah when you look into it um so anybody out there who is listening to this this um podcast with a family member or somebody who is suffering from cah i just want to say may allah reward you and may allah allow your reward to be with him in akhirah inshallah i had a glimpse and a snippet of what that condition could be like and it terrified me and i was it was very difficult so i can't imagine anybody out there who is actually living with it day in day out i want to take my hat off and applaud you and say you are doing an amazing job and i will keep you in my du'as and i'm so grateful to have been educated on such a condition um so yeah day three came and alhamdulillah wallahu akbar the results came back that he came back negative for that condition which was such a huge relief oh i have never felt so much relief in my life i was just at all at Allah's mercy and I was just so happy so happy to have a healthy child but then the worry crept back in because I said well okay he doesn't have this condition then what does he have why is why are his bloods presenting these specific signs or symptoms or test results when they do his blood tests so they ended up having to do more tests and more needles and more drips by this point Khalil wasn't feeding so he was on a um, mg feed which is a tube down his nose he was also on an iv drip because he was very dehydrated and he was still throwing up um not keeping his feeds down and he was also at this point he ended up contracting bronchiolitis and getting rsv which then made his breathing worse so then he ended up having to be put on oxygen so it was just like one thing after the other he ended up getting that from the hospital the chest infection which then led him to then have pneumonia so it was literally one thing after the other panel and he ended up becoming very very poorly after getting the chest infection um, and he needed to be in ox- on oxygen constantly and they even considered moving him down to intensive care um, alhamdulillah he didn't end up having to be in intensive care but he was very he was very fortunate and he had oxygen on 24 7 and he was monitored every 15 minutes um, so then with that happening the doctors decided to stop taking blood tests and just let him recover from the infection and not really look into this whole what is going on with his bloods again um it's only when he started to get better and started to not need as much oxygen and when we started to slowly start feeding him with a bottle so um because he was being mg fed with a tube through his nose he started to forget to suck so we had to retrain him how to suck um and retrain him giving him a bottle so we were doing a few feeds a few milligrams in a bottle and then the rest via the tube and we would increase it every two feeds to see how he takes it and hands it and if he takes it and doesn't throw up we'll increase it again so we did that for a day or two and then alhamdulillah he managed to be off the tube and off the oxygen and then that is when we were able to take him home because we had had enough at that point and we asked if it was safe to take him home and they suggested that it was that we just need to do some follow-up tests and some follow-up appointments with them inshallah which we haven't had yet but it's coming up the six week mark for him to have a follow-up or eight week mark for him to have a follow-up so yeah that was um another reason why i was up and on my feet because we ended up like i said rushing to hospital and staying there for a period of two weeks it was a very crazy period it was a it was a roller coaster of emotions because like i said we went from going into throwing up to having a condition to then having breathing issues and then pneumonia and then it just felt (laughs) it just felt so surreal um 
and the day we went home I was so grateful to just be home and reunited with all my boys together because that was another thing that was very hard for me is being at hospital with Khalil because I didn't want to leave him because I'd just given birth to this baby I wanted to connect I wanted to bond with him I wanted to protect him and make him feel safe and he was so tiny that I just didn't want to leave him anywhere um but then I also felt guilty because I had two boys at home that needed me. I had Suleiman and Ilyas. Suleiman was going to school and coming home and not seeing us. Ilyas obviously was not seeing us at all because I'd get up early in the morning and go to the hospital. And then I'd leave late at night and my husband would do the night shifts there because he, had, he was off on his on his leave, on his paternity leave. Um, so it was very difficult. Guys, do excuse me for my voice and if like I'm my voice is a bit rusty it's just because I'm not I've not been well and I'm only just getting over a cough so it's taking a lot of effort for me to talk right now um so yeah it was very hard having to do the quick school run take Sony to school then go to the hospital then spend all day there and bearing in mind they don't offer us any food at the hospital so we were having to buy our own food bring in our own nappies bring in our own wipes um things like that it was just hard um, and then also pay for parking like parking a day was like 18 pound a day it was ridiculous um but alhamdulillah i had some amazing friends who actually donated some money to help us like with food and stuff and it was like may allah reward you if anybody's listening who was part of that it really helped us a lot it was so expensive and it really helped us a lot um yeah and then we we managed to go home alhamdulillah after being there for two weeks exactly um and we didn't have to go back we ended up taking Khalid back once to A&E just because I felt like his breathing was getting worse but they said that when we did take him that he was fine he just had probably another chest infection but he was handling it well um and he was put on antibiotics before we left the hospital when we were there for two weeks as well so to help him recover properly from the pneumonia um but yeah it was just a crazy crazy few weeks of giving birth and then welcoming this baby into the world and alhamdulillah we are coming up to two months now he will be two months on the sixth bi'ithnillah. and yeah he seems to be going doing good he's keeping his feeds down he's you know healthy and thriving at home alhamdulillah so please do keep him in your du'as and keep my family in your du'as it would mean a lot so this episode has kind of been a bit all over the place do forgive me it's just my first episode since taking a break from recording any so do forgive me if it's not the best of quality um inshallah the more i do this the more i'll get back into it but i would love to hear your feedback and if anybody has any more questions that they want about the home birth that they feel i haven't answered please do let me know send me an email in the yours truly by hidden email um or inbox me on instagram or you know and I'll try and do a part two. Maybe I'll do a part two of questions if there's any that I feel I haven't answered. And do like adapting to life with three children now. Because that is a whole topic in itself. Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to talk about it now. But yeah. <sighs> Let's just say it's hard. It's different. But it's a blessing. Um, and also I do want to do a topic on homeschooling. I've had a lot of people message me about my homeschooling journey since I have officially taken Suleiman out of school and I have been homeschooling him for the last two weeks now. Um, yes, two weeks. I'm very new and very fresh. So it's not going to be me talking about years and years of experience. It's more me going to be talking about my experience of what led me up to taking him out of school and what I have done in the beginning of this journey of homeschooling to get the courage to do it what curriculum i'm using what i'm planning to do what the future is probably going to look like or what i'm hoping for it to look like things like that it's not going to be me telling you how to do it because i haven't been in it enough to say that but i'm going to be talking about my experience and what led me to this decision i'm also going to be inshallah i would like to have a guest on to talk with me about homeschooling who has more experience so i will try to do that but if not then it would just be me but yeah um thank you guys for listening to this episode i appreciate it so much i would love some feedback and words of encouragement because right now i don't feel like this is the best episode that i have done because it's a bit all over the place but i am learning to just let go and do things rather than perfect them so yeah i'm gonna leave this where it is i'm gonna pray that allah blesses you all and you all have um 
a beautiful evening after listening to this podcast and i hope if there is anybody out there that is looking to be um to go through a home birth i am really hoping this encourages you i 100 percent encourage and vouch for home births now and if i could tell everybody to do them i would and i know that's not you know it's not realistic because not everybody can and or has the health or the circumstances or the ability to but if you can try and look into it and go for it because it was the most beautiful experience of my life and i will never i just can't explain how grateful i am to have had that experience to have birthed my child in the comfort of our own home with my surroundings around me with the environment that i created with quran in the background then being able to shower in my own bathroom and being able to rest in my own bed it was just beautiful especially like i said for somebody who's covered um, from head to toe in niqab jilbab it was so nice for me to be able to give birth then relax at home in comfortable clothes rather than be covered because i'm in a ward with other people um so yeah i definitely vouch for it i would definitely say it's a beautiful experience if you're able to do it go for it inshallah with that said i hope that i have answered some questions around my home birth um and yeah i pray that this leaves you in the best of health and iman assalamu alaikum